Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. The topic is negativity. Some people are carriers of negativity. They are storehouses of pent-up anger and volatile emotions. Some remain trapped in the victim role and act in ways that further their victimization. And others are still caught in the cycle of addictive or compulsive patterns. Negative energy can have a powerful pull on us, especially if we're struggling to maintain positive energy and balance. It may seem that others who exude negative energy would like to pull us into the darkness with them. We do not have to go. Without judgment, we can decide it's okay to walk away. It's okay to protect ourselves. You know, I think in a couple situations, um, this is definitely a pattern that like I can indulge in. And I think it's harder when there's like family members who are constantly negative. And I think the insanity of the disease is to question people who are constantly positive and enthusiastic. And what I'm realizing is I want to be attracted to people who have traits of, you know, the higher power, um, my higher power. And I think an enthusiasm and a courage. I think up until this point, I think negative thinking maybe served me or it was the only way to get things done. But there is a better way. There is a spiritual way and there is an easier way. You know, as they say in the big uh, in the big book, uh, we relax and we take it easy. We don't struggle. Back to the reading. We cannot change other people. It does not help others for us to get off balance. And I think that's the thing, uh, you know, in reading this passage and why this uh, podcast is, is, is one of the most important things I do is just to remind myself that, you know, I don't need to be around negative people um, based on should, based on you know, oh, regret in the future. Uh, you know, the regret in the future, I will have to handle it. Like a lot of people do. This is the human condition. Uh, we have a lot of like fear of missing out uh, in the middle of a, you know, a pandemic. And, uh, you know, I guarantee you when life gets back to normal, you know, we'll bitch about that. Back to reading. So today, God, uh, we cannot change other people. It does not help others for us to get off balance. We do not lead others into the light by stepping into the darkness with them. Today, God, help me to know that I don't have to allow myself to be pulled into negativity, even around those I love. Help me set boundaries. Help me know it's okay to take care of myself. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is finding our own truth. We must discover our own truth. It does not help us if those we love find their truth. They cannot give it to us. And I think that was something I took a, tuck, a class from Tucker Max. And, uh, you know, the number one re reason to write a memoir, first off, books probably don't always, you know, sell. But the number one reason to write a memoir is to find your truth. And I think that's why a memoir is not structured as much. And it's an act of self-love and self-healing. And a lot of times I resent having, you know, putting time on it, you know, and trying to do, you know, 250 words a day, which is difficult sometimes for me. Um, but, uh, you know, back to the reading, they cannot give it to us. It does not help if someone we love knows a particular truth in our life. We must discover our truth for ourselves. We must each discover and stand in our own light. We often need to struggle, fail, and be confused and frustrated. That's how we break through our struggle. That's how we learn what is true and write for ourselves. We can share information with others. Others can tell us 
what may predictably happen if we pursue a particular course, but it will not mean anything until we integrate the message and it becomes our truth, our discovery, and our knowledge. There is no easy way to break through and find our truth, but we can and will if we want to. We may want to make it easier. We may nervously run to friends, asking them to give us their truth or make our discovery easier. They cannot. Light will shed itself in its own time. Each of us has our own share of truth waiting to reveal itself to us. Each of us has our own share of the light waiting for us to stand in it, to claim it as ours. Encouragement helps. Support helps. A firm belief that each person has truth available, appropriate to each situation, is what will help. Each experience, each frustration, each situation has its own truth waiting to be revealed. Don't give up until you find it for yourself. We shall be guided into truth if we are seeking it. We are not alone. Today, I will search for my own truth, and I will allow others to do the same. I will place value on my vision and the vision of others. We are each on the journey making our own discoveries, the ones that are right for us today. My sponsor says that over and over again. You know, I think one of the, you know, ineffective thought patterns is this all or nothing thinking and this, you know, uh, adult children preoccupation with wanting things, you know, figuring out what's normal. And it really doesn't matter that intellectually I can say, well, there, you know, normal doesn't exist. And it's like, how do I feel? You know, what's my heart's desire? You know, what's, what would a higher power's desire be? Not what does my parents think or what does educational system think or all these warped values from a dysfunctional authority figure. You know, I think nature abhors a vacuum and to fill in things that were numbing and affecting us needs to be replaced by a spiritual solution. And, uh, you know, this is why I really, 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 really admire Julia Cameron so much. So I think it bears repeating Today, I will search for my own truth, and I will allow others to do the same. I will place value on my vision and the vision of others. We are each on the journey, making our own discoveries, the ones that are right for us today. Now we move to strengthening my recovery, and the topic is trait five. We live life from the viewpoint of victims and are attracted by that weakness in our love and friendship relationships. This trait was hard for some of us to relate to. Don't call us victims, we thought. We made it through hell and back. We were tough. The idea that we marched through the world choosing sick people was almost offensive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, uh, you know, I just really can't, you know, my inner child said, you know, it's not polite to stare at the past. I can like learn from the past, but there's just nothing in, well, this is how it was. It's like, how is it going to be? Am I surrounding myself with people? Um, healthy people, spiritual people, emotional people. You know, it's not like, well, I used to just do this in my whole life and I wish I knew it before. Self-defeating, you know. You know, it's. I think what Scott Peck has said, you know, life is hard. You know, it's this great fact. And without accepting it, and we need some discipline. And I think those are the spiritual practices. That's the part of the meditation. Back to the reading. It took a while to come out of our denial. We learned about para-alcoholism and codependency, and that without help, we were destined to continue recreating the past. We started seeing the truth in our daily lives, how our feelings of hopelessness very often had come from thoughts like, the world is too big for me to handle, and I just can't make it. We recognized that we felt like victims who were being taken advantage of. We noticed how we habitually avoided people who seemed self-confident 
because we didn't know how to talk to them and they didn't seem to need us. We felt uncomfortable around them, but didn't know why. You know, I would also add that it's a superpower and it's not. It's just people who surround themselves with a good team. You know, life is a we program, at least for me. Factor reading. When we understand that we are truly powerless over other people, but not ourselves, we discover our willingness to change. The 12 steps give us a blueprint to follow, to become self-confident and assertive. What a gift. The very type of person we'd always avoided, but secretly wanted to be all those years. We begin to attract others who are self-confident. On this day, I will be aware when I feel unequal to others, I will stop and affirm that I'm just as important as everyone else. Our final reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is own person. I became stronger as a result of the efforts I made to protect my inner child and because of the strength he gives to me when we work together. We are both flourishing. When we were honest, we realized that we had never taken a clean action in our lives. This is when we started to move beyond denial and walk in integrity. We recognized that our behavior had been tainted by the lessons learned in our childhood. Although some good followed us, we needed a fearless inventory to find out and separate what we did not need for the rest of our journey. You know, this makes me think of like the subprime mortgage loans and how they look good. And, and but, uh, you know, Michael Burry, the, uh, the character in a big short, like saw that there was some real there was real disgusting craft that needed to fil filter out in the inventory and, you know, and this need to put lipstick on a pig, um, which is a little bit harsh, but there are things just that are not only don't serve me, but highly detrimental that learn in the childhood um, that needs to be released and to find venues. And there isn't that many for me. I mean, I could like listen to brain Brown's podcast or things like that. It's never done anything for me. Like when I got, when I read like Alice Miller, but really when I got to the 12 steps, that's when the real healing began. Back to the reading. We did this with the help of a sponsor or a co-sponsor in the yellow workbook. We gained strength through due diligence. We slogged through the early days of pain, trusting we would one day act with true autonomy. We saw our way through perfectionism to the other side. We were showing up for life, however imperfectly, even when we felt less than. You know, I think it is important for adult childs and under earners to act as if. Our future began to unfold, unfettered by the desires of other people. We were no longer tied to our abusers, like emotional abusers, I would add to that. Like a butterfly from its cocoon, we finally were emerging as our own person. We never knew this level of feeling existed, and we welcomed these changes. As we became more willing to fight for our lives, we understood that we had value deep inside of us all along. It had been calling out in the dark for us to hear and see. On this day, I will embrace my inner truth and my inner child. I am my own person. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. To question Ask the question, what is my heart's desire to feel my feelings and to love myself?